Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the O Show podcast, episode 471. It is always bet. On Jack and Zach time here on the podcast presented by betonline.ag. Sign up for that 50% bonus using the promo code capital B-L-E-A-V-50 for that 50% bonus. It's finally week 18 of the NFL where I will complete my masterful undefeated season against Zach Kelly here on the always bet on Jack and Zach segment. My co-host Tufflepuff is a home safe Right now, we are over Zoom today because one of our confidants, Hong Ku, uh, may have gone down with COVID. Santa yes, so we're wishing the best for him. Season and he gave him the vid. So, here we are. Yes, yes. Uh, first first uh, show of the new year, and uh, I thought I would get a gift uh, this new year, but I got the opposite of a gift when it comes to bet online uh, predictions. So... Per usual, it was predictable. Oracle, I'll you to go ahead. Oracle, I'll, I'll allow you to explain it while we play the video of you at um, uh, the Twin Peaks in Tempe this past weekend, watching Alabama steamroll over the Cincinnati Bearcats, just like I predicted, uh, with a spread over fourteen. <laughs> You guys, you guys, I can't lose for Zach again. Zach captain again. What are you doing? <laughs> that was the worst play I've ever seen. <laughs> that was the worst play call I've ever seen. So, yeah, that was the only thing we disagreed on. So, because they didn't cover, you won college football. And in the NFL, I wish it was that close. The Oracle was 3 of 13, 23%. And King Richard was 8 of 12, 75%, over three times better in week 17 of the NFL. Naturally. But, But winners finish strong. And so let's get right into week 18. Uh, I'll go with my first pick of the week. I got the Tennessee Titans minus 10 at the Houston Texans. I am uh, predicting the Titans, you know, win this game, secure the number one seed in the AFC. And little little sidebar, you know, my predictions may not have been right uh, right last week, but my midseason predictions in terms of Mike Brable winning coach of the year is looking very good now. Just a little side note on that for our audience. Anyway, I do think Titans win, but I do think Texans are a bit feistier, as we've talked about before. They keep covering. So I'm going to go the Texans cover that in a rivalry game. Uh, I'm going the over at 42 and a half. Mm, I'm going to go the under at 42 and a half. I know it's in Houston. It's in a dome. Uh, I agree with you. The Tennessee Titans, I think they are the better football team. No doubt about it. And they need to win. Like they, mm, they, they give it by, get that by. Eighteen. They need to win this game against the Houston Texans. Seem like I, I always, I've said it from the beginning. They could very well play spoiler, and this would be the week to play spoiler. But I think the spread, um, the way Vegas has and the way Bet Online has it, ten and a, what was it ten? Uh, yep. Ten point favorites of Titans. I'm going to go with the under at forty two. That's the only thing I disagree on. But they definitely cover that spread at ten. 
All right. Let's let's uh let's pass it on to you now, Mr. All Richard. Right. The spot on picks. Going for 6-0, the Dallas Cowboys. My Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles at Lincoln Financial in the city of brotherly love, which is a complete lie because Philadelphia sucks. They always have. They spilled beer on an 11-year-old kid. Yes, that 11-year-old kid was me. The Cowboys are the seven-and-a-half-point favorites. The over-under is 43 in this game. The Eagles are prone to score a lot at home. It is going to be a January gusty wind type Sunday or I think Saturday night. Uh, yeah, Saturday night at 8.15. Oh, my God. Good luck to the players out on the field. Uh, they're going to wish they were inside for this one. But the Cowboys are the seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Listen. I predicted it wrong last week. I finally got my hopes up a little bit. I'm like, the Cowboys put up 56 against uh, the the Washington, the former Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team. I'm like, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I see them beating the Cardinals. The Cardinals are three and five in their last eight games. No surprise, the Cardinals just played a better football game, naturally, mm-hmm. uh, at AT&T Stadium. Cowboys fans, don't get your hopes up. This Kyler be- Murray, 10-0 at AT&T Stadium because all those states. Another uh, – yeah, I mean, this is like the only one that counts, though, really. Come on, <laughs> but high uh, school Cowboys fans, don't get your hopes up. This could be another early exit in the postseason this year, but I, I'm gonna cover that spread at seven and a half, and I'm gonna go the over at 43. Dak Prescott's offense has been way too good, and the Eagles perform pretty well at home, so I'm going the over at 43. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm definitely going with the uh over in that game, and I definitely think the game is. Within, within seven, so I agree on the uh, cover as well. So full agreement on that one. All, all right. right. All right, so. You don't, we don't got a lot of time, all right? Uh, uh, I'm getting there. Calm, calm your horses. Our audience needs to the make Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks. By using that 50% bonus with the promo code capital B-L-E-A-V-50. Remember, capital B-L-E-A-V-50 for that 50% bonus, as you were saying. Huh. The Seattle Seahawks take on the Arizona Cardinals. The Seattle Seahawks are six and a half point dogs. The over under of 48. I am predicting that the Seahawks cover. Russell Wilson looks like he's bounced back a bit, a little bit too late, but still bounced back a bit. But Cardinals still want that chance of the Niners can get the upset against the Rams to still win the division. So they're going to, I believe they're going to come out strong after that Cowboys win. Beat beat Seattle win that win that series with them this year uh and I'm going the uh but Seattle still makes it close I think it's a six-point game and uh but then the over at 48 the over at 48 in this game I mean I guess it is in Glendale mm-hmm. yes it is in Glendale I still think the Seattle Seahawks are a very good football team when healthy I, I think if everyone was healthy this year Russell Wilson didn't miss those few games mid-season um I think it'd be, from injury the others I think it would be a different NFC West I still think the Rams would have steamrolled at the end, and I'm shocked the Cardinals played as poorly as they did in the final stretch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go the under in this game just to play okay. devil's advocate because I can't agree with all of your picks because that would make That's me right. a loser. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that the, uh, the Seahawks definitely cover that spread. It's going to be a closer game. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think it's going to be over 48 points. Okay, okay. All right, let's hear uh, your number I love how two. there's, like, no rebuttal to that. It's just like, yep, yep, totally. I agree, because you're, no. you're perfect every damn time, Jack. I get it. We should we should calculate what the first, what the week, couple weeks before we started counting were. Well, let's, see, let's see how close it actually is. Yeah, okay. You'll be surprised. 
the Pittsburgh Steelers. I, I feel like I pick the Pittsburgh Steelers almost every other week, but so I'm going to finish mm-hmm. the regular season strong. The Pittsburgh Steelers, after a huge win at Heinz Field against these Baltimore Ravens just a number of weeks ago, all thanks to John Harbaugh. Thank you, Johnny Harbaugh. Oh, my God. The Steelers are heading to Baltimore, arguably one of the more uh, threatening and ferocious and intimidating places on the East Coast, Baltimore, Maryland. Uh, to take on the Ravens. It's a five and a half point spread. The Ravens are the favorites. 41 and a half um, is the over under. I'm going to go the under just because it's cold weather. It's the last game of the season, potentially for both teams, if they don't get their shit together. And the Baltimore, obviously the Ravens need this win way more than the Steelers do, but they're still a good enough football team to upset them. They beat them already once this year. Um, And given that this historic rivalry has gone back and forth and back and forth and back and forth over the years, I wouldn't be shocked if this Tomlin Harbaugh kind of again NFC North rivalry ended within the final field goal of this game. So I don't I don't even know if they cover the spread the Steelers, but um, I'm going to go the under just because they went under in Pittsburgh and the weather's not going to be that much better in Baltimore. So yeah, I I think they cover and I'm agreeing with the under. I kind of agree. Neither the team controls their destiny. They need help in order to make it to the playoffs to get that seventh seed out in the AFC. But they both are still alive. They both still have a chance. So both teams, and it's a, like you said, it's a big rivalry game. So, and most of these teams, their defenses have been the thing that's been way more consistent for them. So I feel very confident in the under. And like I said, I think it'll be close. So I'm going to go with cover on that one. Yep, that makes sense. All, All right. right, final pick. Final like, pick. So I can uh, debunk it and everybody can agree. So this is, this is a doozy. I mentioned the Cardinals having a chance to win the NFC West earlier. If the 49ers, the San Francisco 49ers as three and a half point dogs in SoFi Stadium, taking on the Los Angeles Rams, I, I am predicting that the San Francisco 49ers don't just cover, but they win. Kyle Shanahan has won his last five straight Against Sean McVay, I'm predicting the Niners don't just cover. They win. I'm going the under at 44, and that means my Arizona Cardinals, despite that three-game losing streak, take the division right back and win the division of the last week thanks to some help from the San Francisco 49ers. And Kyle Shanahan is going to show Sean McVay what for, and Matthew Stafford is going to lay a goose egg in important games like he always does. Well, but at least you gave uh, your fan base one last laugh. Before we wrap up the regular season for our NFL picks, that's hilarious. That's really, wow. I mean, they're going to be playing their backups. I get it. But this, they're not going to win. No, the Rams are going to be playing their backups. They still want to win the division. They're not going to be playing backups. Oh, they, then you're, they, even, you're even more stupid than I thought. Yeah, Rams have to win in order to, to clinch the division. Yeah, well, the Rams are the four-point favorite, which is shocking to me, especially at home, over under 44-and-a-half. I'm going the over at 44-and-a-half because they have to win the division, and they're going out with a bang. They are going to put their foots on the San Francisco 49ers' necks, and they're not going to let go. They are going to keep their foot on the gas from quarter and one. And the Niners don't cover either? Is that what you're saying? Not even close. Not even close. It's going to be so great that this is the game that gives me my first victory. I'm Thank you, Jack. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. I can't wait to play this in next week's clip when it's all black and white and I get to play the brr, brr, brr. <laughs> No, it's going to be you. We'll see. One of us is going to be black and white with that sad trombone sound, but 
let's hear your uh, your last game before we go into our halftime. All right, my last game is a game that seems to really um, trump the Patriots every year. I feel like it's it's the final week of the regular season. Yeah, they're traveling to Miami. <laughs> on the doll. It doesn't matter if they were zero and fifteen. Doesn't matter if they were like four and eleven. Doesn't matter mm. if they were eight and seven. The Dolphins always find a way to upset the Patriots at home The final in the final stretch of the season. They seem mm-hmm. to do it with almost everybody, but I think it's a known fact at this point that Bill Belichick just loses at least once to Miami, especially out in Miami, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it's just been... The Hard kryptonite. Rock Stadium. It's been their kryptonite. So I think the... Uh, let me check the spread in this game for Mac Jones's final regular season. Six game. and a half. Six and a half favorites. Uh, over under 40. I'll, I'll take the under at 40. I don't think it's going to be a high scoring game. And I think that uh, the Patriots, once again, in the final game of the season, here's my upset. The Miami Dolphins will not, o- will not only cover, but they will win, as Zachary Kelly would say. Wow. So that's, so that's your attempt at giving everyone a laugh at the end of the season, all your fans a laugh. Wow. Thank you for the free uh, week. Thank you for having mercy after beating me five times in a row to give me a free, a free win. Um, The Dolphins, you know, they were on that seven game win streak, but then, you know, needed to win to stay in. They get got trounced 34 to three last week. by The Titans eliminated from playoff contention. So there's just no, juice left in that locker room Miami already got a win earlier this year against the Patriots there's nothing really to prove the Patriots need to win in order to keep their chances of winning the division alive they still need some help from Buffalo in order that to happen they still have a chance of winning the division so I'm going the complete opposite I think the Patriots win by at least seven the Dolphins do not cover that spread I'm going the over at 40 that's such a low maybe it was like 40 48, 49, go the under, but at 40, I'm absolutely going over. So thank you again for the a, a free one. I understand you got five in a row, but thank you. You losing is one. inevitable. It's no. like getting on a hula hoop. It just keeps going and going and going and going. No, going. it'll stop. Wait till the NBA season. Wait till the NBA season. You got me in the NFL. And going and going and going. Stupid NBA playoffs are only two. Stupid son of a bitch. Stupid son of a bitch. Stupid son of a bitch. What were you saying? Just wait to the NBA playoffs. Anyway, that's all we have for our final regular season NFL week and NFL picks, which means it is time for the Michael Michael Sarah Halftime Report. report. Cue that Michael Sarah Halftime Report graphic, Hank. But before uh, we do that, Zach, I do want to give a special shout out to On The Rocks Productions and uh, The Now out in Scottsdale, Arizona. So The Now, you can head on over to www.thenowmassage.com. The Now, obviously uh, a, a big place out in Scottsdale, Arizona. Two days of fun and festivities coming up. The event giveaway um, has entries that end on January 19th. You may sign up online or stop by between 9.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. So you actually got a wide window here. And after 4 p.m., Chop Trunk shows with special discounts from the now and our partners. Each partner will notify winners by the end of the week and promotions may not be combined with any other offer. And again, that you can head on over to the website, www.thenowmassage.com. They are located at 
15435 North Scottsdale Road, Suite 150 in Scottsdale, Arizona, or you could call them at 480-618-5788. Again, the Now Massage uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, with that, let's get right into it. So we got a fun one. I've got a couple, you know, decent, you know, just little fun ones. I got one that I thought, thought was pretty great. So 2006, uh, for everyone, this is one year. This is after Arrested Development, the original run of Arrested Development, but one year before Superbad came out. Um, he, my, our beloved Michael Sarah, with his friend Clark Duke, uh, released a bunch of comedy shorts online. Uh, I believe it was on YouTube and MySpace at the time, if I have my information correct. Like just basically just on like regular platforms uh, that he filmed with his buddy over the summer after Arrest Development got canceled and Judd Apatow hadn't finished the script yet for Superbad, so he wasn't filming yet. So he was just looking for something, you know, to do to pass the time to keep, you know, his acting juices, his comedic juices flowing. And uh, ironically enough, and this is motivation to all of you out here that's just like, oh, how do I make it? How do I, you know, get discovered? Just post whatever you want online because our beloved Michael Sarah, who, like I said, all he had really been in significantly before was a fail, was a, at the time failed TV show in Arrested Development. CBS, the ne- very next year, 2007, took, uh, bought the rights to all of those specials he posted online with his friend Clark Duke and aired them on uh, national broadcast um primetime hour so really cool to see i think especially the new year because a really fun fact to show hey just put yourself out there you never know what's going to happen and uh that's our inspiration from our dear beloved michael sarah and that was our michael, michael sarah halftime report you out that michael sarah halftime graphic hank yeah that was a great way to start the new year fresh with michael sarah Thank My goal by the end of 2022 is to have him on this segment. I hope so. I, I cannot wait to have him on so we could play that quote in black and white at the end of 2022. That I agree. I agree. So college football, there's only one, one great thought to a great revelation, Zach. Uh, there's only one game left, and that is the Georgia Bulldogs. Whoa, 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 whoa. We're not going to recap last week. Are we just going to sweep that under the rug? Okay, you go. I refuse to do it. you at Twin Peaks at, in Tempe, Arizona one more time. We're playing it twice? Play. The Alabama Roll Tide took it to the Cincinnati Bearcats. They didn't just take it. They took them, and they sled them across the field and merely murdered and slaughtered those Bearcats. I can't lose to that again. Bearcats it again. What are you doing? <laughs> that was the worst play I've ever <laughs> That was the worst play call I've ever seen. They murdered him. It wasn't even close. Didn't it's, even. Hey, we were both dead wrong word. about 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 our boy Jim in Michigan. He got what's he got run word? over. What's the word? They euthanized the Bearcats. Oh my God. Anyway, so yeah. now it is time for an SEC championship rematch in the national championship game. The Georgia Bulldogs minus two and a half point favorites. Against Alabama, 
Nick Saban's Alabama roll tide uh, with an over of 50, with an over under of 52 and a half. I'll let you uh, say what you think on those first, actually, on this one. I'll let you go first. It's interesting. It's a rematch. I, I believe the last time they played each other in the championship game, it was Tua's season. Oh, uh, no, it's this year. It's an SEC championship rematch from this year. That's how Alabama got in. They played in the championship game. But they played game. each other in the national championship a few years back. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And that's what you're referring to. Yep, that was two issue. Yep, And, like, correct. Alabama, like, literally on the last drive of the game. Yeah, that was when uh, – because it was Jalen Hurst that was playing, and they were losing the whole time. And then that's when Tua got subbed in, and, and they believe the, the three minutes of the third quarter, if I'm remembering correctly, and then won the game – uh, for Alabama, but you're correct. That is the last time these two teams. So not that long ago that these two teams met in the national championship. So obviously, two different programs at this point. Obviously, they have the same success, but two different mm, programs going yes. at it. A rematch of the SEC championship. It's going to be a fun one to watch. I, I really don't really have a dog in this fight. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people may imagine. I think it's going to be close, and I think people probably could imagine that. Mm. Um, I think it's going to be a lot lower scoring than people think it's going to be. Okay. I don't know what the, over, what's the over under 52 and a half, 52 and a half. I'm going to go, I might be out on a limb here and saying this, but I'm going to predict under 35 points combined. Wow. Total. Yeah. Wow. And then do you think that, um, Alabama covers that two and a half? Do you think Alabama loses by no more than two? That's funny how they again are the underdogs and all. This. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I find it very interesting. I Alabama is not only going to cover, but they're going to win. All right, so I guess this is this is another time where I guess I didn't I didn't have a dog in fight either, but now we're going to have to watch this this game together again because I'm predicting Alabama not to cover. I think Alabama it's a, a close, but at that tight of a spread, I think Georgia wins by at least three. I'm going the over at fifty two and a half. So looks like you know. Another another opportunity between some of the disagreements we have. We'll have we'll definitely no chance of a tie. There will be clear winner, a clear winner in the NFL and college football. Yeah, the, we, we, we picked a lot of out of limb uh, calls this week. Yeah, well, it'd be amazing if we we, limb. we may have fallen off the edge, but we'll find <laughs> out. We will find out. So that is college football, and for our uh, final segment of this episode, I wanted to do a bit of a review of last year, and so. A lot of people are calling 2021 in terms of sports uh, the year of the uh, mental health for the athlete. I kind of want to just run down each of the big incidents involving athletes coming out with mental health and give our thoughts on that situation in terms of how we feel about it and how it compares to the rest. So uh, the big one, the one that started the year was Naomi Ahsoka uh, at first initially not wanting to do any press after, you know, winning different open events and, you know, get it competing in the grand slam and eventually after criticizing for it. And people are saying, Oh, if you're not going to do the media event, then don't like participate. Then you should, if you, you're too anxious to do media, you should be, do you shouldn't play. And she eventually did. I can't believe it was the, I want to say it was the U S open. I could be wrong. She did skip out on what ended up skipping out on one of the uh, grand slam tournaments this year uh, due to her anxiety. And so that was the, First one this year I'm kind of I have mixed feelings about that one I definitely support the fact that she stuck to her guns that she was just like I'm not feeling well so I'm not going to participate when it comes to not answering media questions I get the media can be really unfair unbiased 
but I kind of am on like the Marshawn Lynch train. Like if you, if you're, if the media either like annoys you or like makes you too anxious, kind of just do the Marshawn Lynch thing. Like I'm here. So I don't get fined type of thing, but you know, I still think she's a great athlete. And I still respect her for, you know, taking her mental health and showing that as a priority. I'm curious your thoughts on uh, Naomi Osaka, our first member of the, I guess, mental health 2021 club. I mean, there should be like no backlash on this, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, it's surprising there was. There should, I mean, this should be, I don't, I don't think celebrated is the right word, but it should be respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I think it's for people that come out with that stuff. Like, and it's tough. Like, we see it um, with social media influencers, mm-hmm. maybe more so than you. Like, you don't really have a ton of social media. Like, you're not on mm-hmm. your phone all the time, like posting stuff and stuff. But, like, you see people that use mental like there's mental health coaches which is great there's people there's authors there's there's doctors there's professors there's philosophers that's great they've done their homework they're they're verified they're professional people who have studied this material but then there's kids our age trying to like play it off like there's these social media mental health influencers Mm -hmm. where they're just using mental health as a crutch Mm -hmm. and that's where it kind of all gets like intertwined right Mm-hmm. you don't know if they're being authentic or if they're just using it to get likes and views and subscribers and just to grow their brands so mm-hmm. it's a double-edged sword but i think obviously with her i know dak prescott came out um I yes don't know that's year last year when skip bayless went out on him calling him soft for, for that, that, tech, that, that technically was this year that was uh End of July. That was right when the previews for Hard Knocks were coming out. Because that, because basically that came out on the one of the uh, Hard Knocks trailers. So yes, that was this year. That was about almost six months ago. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think that anybody could look at that and be like, oh man. Like I can see people being like, they're just doing it for the publicity, right? Mm-hmm. Which again, there's that double edged sword. But these these people have nothing to gain from coming yeah. out. Yeah, they're already superstars. If anything, they're trying to help the people that do struggle with it on a much lower level. Absolutely. So, yeah. So the uh, second person on the list, the second um, second female, uh, last female athlete uh, we'll talk about on this one. The next one that happened in the year was at the Olympics, uh, Simone Biles, probably the greatest uh, gymnast of all time, uh, choosing, um, I think it's twisties is what I believe is what I believe the term is when like you're anxious and you can no longer control your body and you, you like can seriously injure yourself in that state. And um, she chose to not participate um, in the, the games. I believe she ended up participating in the team event. And I think one of the last events and ended up getting a bronze medal at the end, which I remember she skipped out on the team, some of the team competition, stuff like that. But I kind of feel almost the ex- like just as much as the way I do about the Na- Naomi Asokis, and especially in a sport that can be as dangerous as, um gymnastics and she's already done so much for a country that he's like oh like when some people like Doug Gottlieb were just like oh this is you know you should be honored to have this opportunity she's already has so many gold medals she's already shown America so much things so I don't think we because it's very so much similar to Naomi so because I don't want to spend too much time on it so I'll pass to you but I I also thought this one I was surprised there's any controversy around this one again like there shouldn't have been any especially in her line of work the thing that she does as a gymnast, mm-hmm. like that is that is that is pressure and like that is like the epicenter of pressure that's for all okay. those eyes on you you know mm-hmm. millions are watching around the world like just like an inch off and you could ruin everything you could hurt yourself mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't understand it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. So we got uh, three three left. We'll uh, sort of spe- speed run through uh, the first two. This one probably will be short. Uh, Calvin Ridley choosing to not play for the Atlanta Falcons this year to focus on his mental health. And uh, like I said, these first three are all very similar. The two that I think deserve some of the controversy will be next. So I don't have much to say on this one. Um, I The one thing that just kind of more so I felt like he got more he got less sympathy than Naomi and Simone did and I couldn't because maybe because football is considered a tougher sport or whatever I, I don't know why but it was kind of I'm kind of like with Calvin really it's like he let the team it's not like he quit mid-season like even before OTA started like right before OTA started Calvin really announced ah guys I just gotta take a year I, I can't do it he let the team know like it's one thing if you do this like halfway through the season and your team was really, and they, and they cut people and they built the roster assuming you were going to be on it, but doing it, I believe is either right when OTA started or right when training camp started. I, I didn't have a problem with this one. No. And again, like just think if you took six to 12 months off for yourself to find yourself, like you're going to come back probably the best version of yourself that you've ever seen. Absolutely. You, like you're in the mindset of like, I have to focus on this. And if you're going to prioritize that and prioritize your time to you, your family, his wife, his kids, whatever situation he's in, mm-hmm. like he, you're going to be better for it, which at the end of the day is going to make everybody better. Again, it's mm-hmm. going to take six to 12 months, but he's going to be better. Like, I, yeah. don't, I don't understand like people, especially fans, people on Twitter, they just, yeah. they just jump to conclusions, you know, like they don't, they don't look at it from his perspective. Absolutely. And now we're getting to the two that this, especially the one after this one that I, I think the Kylie, even though I don't necessarily agree with all that, I can understand the controversy. First one is Ben Simmons. So taking back to last year's playoff, Ben Simmons uh, did not shoot a single jump shot in the fourth quarter in four straight games uh, as the Philadelphia 76ers got frankly, very, very much upset by the Atlanta Hawks in last year's playoff and the coach, uh, both uh, the coach and Joel Embiid sort of gave faint hearted, like endorsements of him afterwards, after he, you know, wasn't even taking shots. It wasn't like he was missing, just wasn't even refusing to take shots. And, you know, uh, then come this thing, he refuses to come to training camp and he's holding out. He's demanding a trade and everything. He's holding his ground. He eventually comes, but doesn't participate. It's clear he's just phoning it in like he's on his phone. And then he's doing that. And then it comes out. He's just like, hey, uh, I, I, like, uh, I want to come back. I'm sorry and stuff like that. But I'm just dealing with like this huge issue. And that's why I'm not shooting all of this stuff. And I... This is one where I definitely do believe the fact that he's refusing to shoot clearly is a mental block. There clearly is some anxiety there because this wasn't really a problem when he was at LSU. It wasn't a problem when he was attending high school in Australia. So I definitely it didn't happen until he really got until he was drafted and that injury his uh, rookie year. So I, I get that. I This is the one where it's like you've had multiple years in the NBA. You, you could have mentioned this before you signed a long-term contract with them. This is something that I feel should have been communicated more prior and stuff like that. It's something where I definitely understand it. I just feel like this is, and and that's why I think it's important that the other athletes we mentioned previously are speaking up because it'll encourage other ones to speak up sooner. I think you do put a lot of burden on a team when, you know, you don't mention any of these things until your fifth year in the M- in the NBA, I think on a team, I think that makes it really, really hard 
for them to be fully um, cooperative and understand of your issue when you weren't communicative for that long. But I, I'm curious what you think. I, yeah, I mean, I agree with your points. I do think it's very difficult to argue with him though. Cause it's like, again, like, how are you going to argue? Like you're really going to be like, Oh wow. What an excuse mm-hmm. when like half the world would be like, Hey man, you know, like mental health, it's important. Yeah. And he got crazy. I think Ben Simmons went from being arguably the top star in the NCAA when he was mm-hmm. at LSU to literally being one of the more bigger disappointments coming out yes. of the NBA draft, right? Yes. He was supposed mm-hmm. to be a stud with the 76ers, mm-hmm. didn't pan out. And now he's kind of just trying to pick up the pick, pick the pieces back up together. Right. And it's just yeah. not working out in his favor. He's, he's, he had a little run there. Uh, Defense is still great, but funnel. yeah, but like, even now, shoot. I agree with you. It's a weird time for him to come out with this, but like, obviously, if you put yourself in his shoes to go from being so successful in college to get to a point where everybody's expecting you to be the next mega NBA star mm-hmm. and it just hasn't panned out. And like, he's gotten a ton of negativity in the press over the past four or five years since Philly. Okay. You mentioned it earlier in the show. I'm talking about the Eagles. I think the important thing detail to add in his favor, it is Philadelphia and Philadelphia fans, we, we've talked about it before. They are not kind, forgiving fans. and They, they have not treated him well At, in the past year. I mean, they were booing him. They were fighting out booing him. They were, like, jeering their own player during that game. And these are the same fans that when Russell Westbrook got injured in that first round of the series uh, and he was going to the tunnel, they poured, a, they poured a Coke on him, an injured player walking out of the tunnel. So I do understand Ben Simmons is definitely in Philadelphia, not in a – super their environment but i think that is a good lesson about how it is important to communicate mental health earlier so finally the last one in this last segment of our last show is definitely the one that's going to be by far the most controversial and will probably mostly lean it happened just last week um right before my new york jets blew yet another double-digit lead to Tom Brady's Tampa Buccaneers while they were leading, I believe, I think two minutes into the third quarter, uh, Antonio Brown uh, threw off his uh, jersey and pads, took off his shirt, threw his gloves in the stands, waved at the audience, and just left the team at halftime. And Bruce Arians has made it official. He is no longer a Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneer. This is not the first time Antonio Brown's had an incident. He lied about his vaccination earlier this year with, with that. He filmed when he was in um, – he, he got in trouble getting in fights with teammates in, in both New England and in Oakland. Back when he was a Steeler, he, felt he was doing Facebook Live while uh, in the locker room where not everyone was fully closed when Mike Tomlin was trying to give a speech uh, that he was not aware uh, was being recorded. So this is not his – first incident he's been a lot of these things stories came out because he refused to pay people like his personal chef or this thing things like that but it is an issue because some people have now brought up it's like clearly someone that's done this much needs help because like they're they're not not all there and i think this is the other side of mental health and this is the obviously we've been like being there for people with the with the past four ones but I think this is now the point where it's just like sometimes giving people help is stop it enabling them. Stop giving them chances. Be like, hey, we want to help you, but we need to get, put you in a scenario where you like see, take back. We're not going to give you like let you just go about like things normally. You need to seriously come back. The fact that people like kept giving him contracts, kept giving him chances on these teams because he's such he's arguably one of the 
15 greatest receivers of all time, if not top 10, and he's still so talented. So teams want to take a chance on him. But I, I think it's, it's important to realize that when there's so much, so much erratic behavior going on, sometimes it's just like, let's focus on that first. We can't give you anything else to be focused on that first. So I, I completely understand all the teams that have cut him and everything. And I do understand that clearly someone that's acting this erratic has some issues up here, but I, I think that you have, you have to stop enabling him. You have to, I think he needs a break from me. I don't know. He will probably get a second chance in the NFL, but if I were a GM and, or if I was like someone who cares, cares much about him as like Tom Brady uh, cares about him, let him sleep in his home. Uh, I would, I would say you need to be away from football. You need to, fix things up here before you come back clearly you can't do both at the same time so that's he's literally he's one of the best wide receivers in the game and he's yeah so he thinks he could just get away with it this is the second time he's been cut from one of tom brady's rosters yes once with the patriots now with the buccaneers this one more evident than the first one this one was just deserved yeah as far as i'm concerned like you don't do that to your team let alone yourself like yeah if you have any respect for yourself you don't do that shit like that mm-hmm. and it's like that old jerry Maguire quote like help me help you yes right? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. help me help help me help you and uh i i agree with you i think he i don't know if he needs a break from football he's gonna get it one way or another <laughs> yeah looking at him right now uh even given his talents he, he's had so many just dis, just dis, uh um what's the word just been just out outbursts yeah he's just not he's not all there mentally i'd love to get inside his brain just to see what the hell is going on in there mm-hmm. i i don't get it like why why do that yeah I, and it's it's not clear like some people were saying it's like incentives and that he was benched for but then there's conflicting reports saying like he didn't want to play at one point but then he was fighting through injury another and they did want to put him in and stuff like that so i like that that even if it was that like that shouldn't matter like if you truly care about your team like you should be a team player and that should be handled in the locker room if you do it doesn't, have a matter, it doesn't matter your status it doesn't matter if you're mm-hmm. you know the best player on the roster the worst player on the roster it doesn't matter if you feel like you deserve the playing time it doesn't matter like it doesn't matter if you're antonio brown or like kevin ogletree back in the day you know like it, yeah whoever whoever the hell you are like you you should be team first about anything else and any great leader you know the tom brady's the Peyton man's i'm shocked brady's giving him chance after chance honestly mm-hmm. at this point he probably had a conversation with him like fuck you Oh, uh, it's because it was it's interesting because like Tom Brady's press conference still says, I really love, care for, and uh hope A B gets the help he needs. So uh it's interesting. It's kind of a shame. Uh there's a lot of different reasons why athletes with great potential um squander their careers, whether it's not staying in shape, whether it's drugs or other issues. And I I, I st- like we talked about like I think if he if he had been able to stay out of trouble and keep up the production he had in Pittsburgh for a couple more years. He could have been a top five receiver all time. He's already a first ballot Hall of Famer. There's no doubt about that. But it, it is quite a shame. But I, I, I do – Like, you look at the statistics, yeah. But the attitude, the behavior. I mean, you're right. Terrell Owens, it took him – he had to wait three years to get in the Hall of Fame. And his, and his antics off the field – were way less significant than Antonio Brown's and his numbers were better than Antonio Brown's. And he had to wait three years before getting into all of fame. So yeah. absolutely. Uh, just to wrap up this segment for uh, I give it to you to close. <laughs> 
Uh, I think that's just the biggest takeaway of 2021. Obviously, uh, on the bat, on what we at least believed, hopefully it is with um, the back nine of the pandemic and people still getting over that. A lot of mental health was still a big issue, but I think it was just real important to show that it doesn't matter who you are. You could be an Olympic athlete, a Hall of Fame uh, basketball or football player. It doesn't matter. Everyone deals with that. So just if you need if you need help, if you're struggling with that, communicate with the people that can help you. And uh, I'm just glad that a lot of athletes that have a lot of power and a lot of influence helped get that message out there this year. I mean, it's honestly as simple as that. Like if you're feeling that, you know, like turn it on yourself, like, like ask for help, get help. Like there's no shame in asking or getting help, you know, mm-hmm. you honestly, Zach, if they want it, they can get a massage at the now in Scottsdale. <laughs> www.thenowmassage.com. <clears throat> the, the address is 15435 North Scottsdale Road, Suite 150 in Scottsdale, Arizona. You can call them at 480-618-5788. Remember, their new event coming up, two days of fun and festivities on January 19th. Giveaway entries end on January 19th. You may uh, sign up online or stop stop by between 9.30 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Again, a wide spread. You got 10 hours to visit the event and after 4 p.m. shop trunk shows with special discounts from the now uh, and their partners will be available. Each partner will notify winners by the end of the week. Promotions may not be combined with any other offer. Again, that number is 480-618-5788 at the now in Scottsdale. You're, you know what? I actually hope I lose the NFL picks this week. You're too good at your job. I, you know what? Yeah. I'm uh, fine. No, we know that already. <laughs> I meant the giving clean transition to sponsors. Just, it's just, just wrap the show. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. All right. Again, the show is presented by betonline.ag. Sign up for your 50% bonus using the code, the promo code capital B L E A V 50. Again, for that 50% bonus week 18 of the NFL. We're also presented by Mayweather boxing and fitness in Scottsdale, Arizona. I do want to give a special shout out to Star Worldwide Networks as well. Uh, Dave Pratt, Star Worldwide Networks in Scottsdale, Arizona. You can call Dave for free consultation as well as use their uh, marketing media uh, and and social media agency. Head on over to starworldwidenetworks.com. And uh, I know he's got COVID, but he can click the button. Hit the lights, Hank. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.